Welcome to the Blockdown Podcast, brought to you by EOK Digital, the number one blockchain PR and communications agency. Every week, we're sharing pearls of wisdom about the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency. Don't forget to subscribe and review our podcast so we can bring you even more great content. Thank you so much, Chris, and it was good to see you again. And thank you to everyone that has joined me on this panel. It is a Friday night in Europe, so I appreciate you all being here to talk about the DeFi space and the community. And we have a very cool panel. All of these faces are new faces to me. So we've got Jacobo Messiah from Namil, Sandeep Newal from Matic Network, Jordi Belena from Hermes, and Jacob Shares Plunge from Raider Network. I hope I pronounced everyone's names correctly. But everyone, first of all, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. It is a pleasure to talk about this. And we've been talking about DeFi all day. And, and Jacobo, you just had your keynote as well. So I can imagine you've been being slightly exhausted. But this is the best time to be speaking about this booming industry that we are seeing. We're seeing that DeFi, DeFi is booming, but the Ethereum space and space and congestion issues and that's really what we're talking about today is some of the scaling issues that we're seeing and also how we see the industry going forward and I want to start and I would like to start with you Jacob and just kind of go around and just look at first of all the question the DeFi space and the potential that it has do you think DeFi will find another home before Ethereum 2.0? It must do it because otherwise it's not going to it's not going to cut it right. I mean, Ethereum 2.0 first of all doesn't have a clear delivery date, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm sure that if anybody would use Google would would probably come up with with a bunch of answers from uh, person X Y and Z giving interviews saying that Ethereum 2.0 is is about to happen. But um, again, that is just an opinion. So if we ought to, for example, look at the mathematical uh, implementation of what they're doing. That is not going to cut it. And point number two, the, the ETA is just clearly, um, well, it's, it's impossible to guess when that is going to be ready. So um, for DeFi to keep on growing, yes, we do need a, a different platform on which it can be built. Okay, different platform. And now, Jacob, because uh, you've got very similar names there as well. So, Jacob, what's your thoughts? Do you agree um, with some of the points? Yeah, my, my thoughts are quite uh, similar. I also think that just like, I think a lot of people have the idea that F 2.0 will be like the, the holy grail for, for everything scaling whatsoever. Um, I don't necessarily think that's true either. Um, and as Jacobo says, there's no clear ETA either. Um, so I think it's the best thing we can do is focus as much as possible on all these layer two solutions because we will still need them on F 2.0 anyway. Um, so yeah, that's that's um, from my perspective. All the the research, all the work we put into the current layer two solutions will still be uh, needed in the future as well. Mm-hmm. And still have some benefit to the industry as a whole. Thank you so much for those points, Sandy. What are your thoughts, and are you in agreement with uh, the two gentlemen that we've heard so far? Yeah, I mean, uh, basically, I I definitely don't feel that you know there will be a new like you know DeFi apps will need new home apart from ethereum like i think uh you know 
the the ethereum as and i agree more with the i think jacob is that you know uh, with ethereum and the layer 2 solutions and of course like i come from a you know you can think of like i'll come from a biased background because i am you know uh, a founder a co-founder at uh, you know of like coming very soon and you know kind of uh, the liquidity that we have on ethereum already it's very very hard to replicate that level of liquidity onto other uh, you know platforms other other like you know competitive blockchains and uh, i think layer 2 uh, in the meanwhile by by the time when you know eth 2.0 comes in layer 2 is you know definitely you will come to the rescue and then even after that the kind of uh, you know adoption or kind of like craze we have seen on ethereum with this whole defi wave i think that even if eth 2.0 comes in the whole of like you know easily a large number of shards can be consumed only by defi itself and then you know you need more scalability for uh, other business activities like gaming nfts and you know various different kind of other use cases i think for that layer 2 will always be relevant but then i i feel that for this defi and then having these billions and billions of dollars i think you need credible blockchain and it's very hard for you know uh, for for any other blockchain to capture that in a near future uh, i find it very highly unlikely that any other chain apart from ethereum will be able to capture uh, you know a, a, like the leading position of course there will be some adoption in some of the other chains but i don't feel that anybody will be able to replace ethereum that and very interesting point. And we'll get to that a little bit later on in the panel, whether there's some newcomers that might come onto the space and really rattle the cages and just kind of shake up the industry as we're seeing with, with Ethereum and this scaling issue that we are seeing. And Jordi, what is your thoughts on this as well? Just as an overview before we jump in, are you in agreement with the with the other gentlemen we've heard from? Well, I, I'm, uh, I'm a little in disagreement on, on them. I think that, well, um... Yeah, so Ethereum will take whatever it takes. Ethereum 2.0 will take whatever it takes. But um, um, I think that layer two solutions and Ethereum two solutions will converge to a single thing. Uh, in layer two, for right now, we are solving very much what's the uh, the proof of computation. So we are doing all these with all these uh, zero knowledge, succinct zero knowledge, uh, snarks, starks. We can we can verify a lot of transactions. Actually, to the infinity, and Ethereum 2.2.0 at the at the at the at the stage two will bring the data availability, and both things are required and are needed to to scale. So, um, I would I think that uh, and if you see, for example, the last uh, little bit what we has been talking in the last month, we see that uh, Ethereum now is focusing a lot in the layer two, and and the two paths they are not as different. So, layer twos and Ethereum 2.0 at some point will uh, become together and we don't know when we don't know if something else will happen is this is crypto but uh, uh, i think it's uh, it's a right path and we see a clear path uh, in that direction in the from the theorem perspective Mm -hmm. And that's a really interesting point because what you're saying actually is it's slightly different to our other panelists as well when we say that actually for the scalability and the growth of the DeFi space, is there concerns that actually this will slow down in your opinion, Jordi, because of what we are seeing this hold on from Ethereum? Excuse me? Are you saying that actually, uh, just in conclusion to your point, that this is really the only alternative that we are seeing from Ethereum moving forward? There, there isn't really much room to grow. It's uh, it's uh, 
I think it's the path we are. And, and right now, at least in at least from my point of view, is the only path, uh, the only real path we have. All these uh, layer two solutions, all these roll up solutions are are very interesting, but they are still early stage, and we need to develop them and launch them and see how this really scales. And uh, Ethereum is doing also his his job. So um, it's a matter of time that this goes together. Another point that's important is just creating, replicating, I think somebody already mentioned, but replicating another Ethereum uh, uh, different platform is, is quite hard. You know, Ethereum has, has been very stressed, has been attacked a lot of times, has been uh, developed a lot of times. And, and, and uh, for another chain just to reach this maturity that Ethereum has is, 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 is hard. We also agree that Ethereum, well, it has a lot of history on there. So it's also hard to uh, maybe to grow and you cannot grow faster uh, because the, you want the value that Ethereum has. And this goes, this makes the things not go as fast as if you have a small chain where you can risk a little bit more. And, and finding these balances and the right path, this is what, what we are working on in some way. So if I ask you then about the um, the kind of Ethereum alternatives and the newcomers to the space that we are seeing, like like Polkadot and Cosmos, uh, you think that actually that they're not going to be able to contend with what we're seeing from Ethereum so far? Well, I think there are those systems probably. If you ask me three years ago, I would say yes, uh, Cosmos Polkadot. This is the right way to go. This is this is probably the only way we knew that was possible uh, three years ago. This is mainly what what, what this, these things has been developing in the last three years. But uh, this uh, uh, this new technology, you know, this amazing technology that's this uh, zero knowledge that allows to verify somebody just with a big computer just computes uh, the just verifies the transactions. But then everybody in the consensus layer they just can uh, verify it very fast. And this is and they can verify this proof very fast. And this is. Quite new, if you see in the in the in the, in the history of the of the blockchain, and this is a break a, a, a breakthrough. So this is, and if I, I'm more confident, I think it's the solution is much more easy, much more cleaner. These new layer two solutions. I'm not saying I, I do not have a crystal ball, so I don't know what will happen actually. But I think really that this is this is simple. It's a simple solution, layer two. So rollups are quite simple in 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 theory and. Uh, it's just a matter of just building them and putting them uh, on the on the on the on the mainframe, and and this should scale at least theoretically, maybe two orders of magnitude of what of what we have right now in the current blockchains. And and Jacob, I'd like to go to you now and just ask what you think of of Jordy's perspective there, because we've discussed uh, some of the new and emerging alternative uh, to Ethereum, and and Jordy's given his insights. Do you agree with some of the points that he's made there? I think that we're going to need at least uh, two more hours and a few beers to discuss in detail with Jordi. Um, so Jordi, uh, with all due respects, I, I, I concur with uh, some of the elements that you have mentioned. So definitely layer twos have come to stay and layer twos do provide um, the right approach towards fixing the scalability issues. I strongly disagree with embedding rollups on the base layer. Uh, I agree with the point you have made that it's absolutely pointless to look at any other blockchain right now for, from a DeFi standpoint. Um, but rollups by themselves, they, they 
they're flawed. So um, they are going to scale the base layer just a little bit. Uh, but that is given that, for example, all all uh, all transactions within a block come from a rollup, right? And and we know that that is never going to happen either. So I do believe that rollups uh, can be very interesting indeed. Um, I think that whoever has been following Vitalik's narrative the last few months has gone from yes, we're going to deliver soon to you know it's going to perform so many transactions to a different number. But if you break down the narrative he has been using, um, he has gone towards the point whereby they're looking at embedding rollups on the base layer for Ethereum 2.0. And architecturally speaking, that is a phenomenal, fundamental mistake and is only going to shoot themselves in the foot. But I think we're jeopardizing or, or we are we are kidnapping the conversation, moving it away from, from DeFi, if I may. I think that uh, maybe we should be focusing on is, is um, how quickly can a third party, any layer two, can, uh, can empower any company to build quickly a DeFi solution that, again, fixes the most important problems. So it is futile right now to talk about Ethereum 2.0 because that might be three to five years away from, from today. Mm-hmm. So then, when we look at different, it's different uh, scalable solutions. Is there going to be a one a one size fits all and a one answer, or are we going to see that actually there's different solutions and different approaches and and different specialized solutions for for different approaches? Then, and do you think that's something that we'll need to see to speed the process up? So, I I'm a big fan of competition, right? And uh, I do think that uh, this space is lacking innovation. Um, and yeah, uh, I know that some people might strongly disagree with me. So, so there is a lot of uh, PhD grade mathematical innovation on papers. That seems to be like a huge percentage of the, of the industry uh, spends too much time in the dark room doing mathematics and coming up with overly complicated solutions. Then somebody builds something, and then the next thing that happens is that everybody forks the code and gives it a different cachy name that hopefully the crypto Twitter would love to talk about to, to, to project themselves as highly intelligent, although they don't understand what it means. But in reality, uh, I mean, we have been writing software for, for, for a long, long, long time. So none of what is being done here is new. And, and the concept is quite simple, you know, ship, ship early, ship often. So what you need to do is just build a damn thing, take it out to market, sell it, make sure that people can actually buy it because you fix the real problems. So 90% of the of what I see in this industry is just highly theoretical, but somebody has to build a damn thing. And that's what we did. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I, I probably agree, but probably I'm not so drastic. Uh, so I think that there is a lot of people that's building and, and it's, it's uh, you need the research, you need the people that just take this, uh, that understand the research and, and converting a product and then you need, then you need to build products and then you do business. So, so I, I probably there is a, some bias, but I think it's a natural bias, you know, that, that here we are in a new technology, so it's easy to find people that just go in the, it's in the quitting edge, but the industry needs to go far, 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 far behind. But I think this is, this is, this is, starts uh, happening i think there is right now there is a lot of people that's building that's trying to build projects some of them will succeed some of them not but there is a lot of uh, uh, 
companies and not a lot, a lot of new uh, talent and a lot of new developers entering into the space. And and uh, I would not be so drastically. So I agree mainly in the in, in concept, but not as. So I think there is people is just coming, just take its time. But the people, the the, the, the industry is coming, and the scaling is important. I agree. I also like a kind of uh, like although there is like there, there needs to be both research and uh, you know uh, the implementation but I think the point I think what Jacob was trying to make is that you know like it, it, it's good to have a good mix like let, let's say 50 50 percent or 60 percent research 40 percent implementation but we have also seen it like time and time again that you know 90% of the like these uh, like the blockchain researchers who want to you know appear cool and you know have a twitter following and all that 90% of uh, you know those people actually end up not building a product and you know have very complicated on the paper model which are very difficult to implement in a production environment so i think we at matic like we uh, you know saw that uh, very early on also and we were kind of stuck to stuck to our vision that okay we want to build a plasma and EVM chain, like, you know, uh, EVM enabled chain, which not only enables, let's say, payment, but also enables uh, some of the other smart contract based use cases, which includes DeFi, gaming and all that. And I think, uh, you know, and we went ahead and built it rather than, you know, multiple times changing it, like, you know, we could have eight months back, we could have also moved to, let's say, rollups because rollups started picking up a lot of hype in the, in the market, right? But then, you know, you can keep doing it every, like I think six months, uh, like six months back, it was roll up. Now it's ZK rollups, and you know they appear more interesting. And I'm pretty sure that you know, looking at the history, in six months from now, we'll also see like one more like flavor of layer two and things like that. So I mean, definitely the the space needs more kind of on the ground uh, productionization of of the some of the ideas, and you know, kind of testing out things more and seeing them how they work in a network. Because building a software and building a network. Are like very very but yeah very very different things but uh, you know oh, like completely agree with you already like there needs to be a balance there needs to be research also uh, but then you know a, a larger percent should should focus on larger percentage of people should focus on building things also yeah. here is the, the, the one of the things that uh, when you're in the space that you face is uh, uh, research is continuous so every every there is a paper like every week uh, there is something interesting that happens every week and to build the product you need to just cut and say okay i'm going to take yeah. this technology i'm going to i'm, I'm going to forget what's going to happen in the in the in the <laughs> in the next uh, 3 months all the papers and i'm going to build that and i want to run that and i want to launch that and this is well this is what i have been uh, this is probably a personal thing i've been struggling you know in the, in the project that i'm right now in hermes i want to launch it you know it's i don't care so it's like i there is a, there are pairing very very interesting cool new uh, um, cryptographic uh, uh, primitives there is cool new things that are happening a lot of people is working a lot of things are happening in the research but i agree so it's like unless we uh, Put that thing, put things in production. We send it. We risk to launch it. We we yeah. we get the things. It's it's the, the the industry will not advance. And this is yes, I agree with you. So that's that's really important. This this must happen. And 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 it's important to in some point break it. Okay, you will do a ne maybe next version, and and you will introduce the new cool things that are happening. But that's good at this point and launch. And this is I think this is important. So Jordi, I did not mean to be. Uh too 
too drastic. I, I was just trying to be factual, right? Because if you look at all the ICOs and project rates, 99% uh, plus has delivered absolutely fuck all. And by the way, I'm sorry if I'm not allowed to swear. I'll, I'll, uh, <laughs> I will hold myself from it. I, I agree with you. That is, that is point number one. And point number two, uh, you give a developer a billion dollars and that developer will happily be in a room full with developers for the rest of his life, building code and shipping nothing. Okay. So, and, and what I'm saying is that there are a lot of gifted heads in this industry that love Twitter and love to come up with absolutely useless papers because this is not about shipping papers. It comes down to shipping workable code that can solve problems. And hereby, we're talking about an industry that has locked up $11.2 billion, which is a ton of money, and is working on top of a platform that is melting. So, and then you have, you know, Forbes and CNN and all these, all these medias talking about, wow, you know, DeFi must be something really cool. But you, you open, you know, the car and look at the engine and it's not that sexy, right? And you look on the right and you see guys in a room writing papers and you look on the left and you see the other guys on Twitter but who is billing stuff? So yes, I think that factually I can say that there's way too many people talking into few shipping products. Yeah. I think I think the reason is also one one like I'll just come in like the reason is that you know previously like in the what we saw in 2017, you know talking this cool shit and writing those research paper, you know raise, help you raise a ton of money, right? You could raise like 30, 40, 50 million dollars. I think that's what, but now like with, with the DeFi thing, I think this wave that we recently saw the bubble here, people had to build something like at least, even if it was a fork, right? They had to show something to, that, okay, this works and you can, you know, do whatever lending, borrowing, farming, whatever. But then at least, so I, I thought that this was, this time it was difficult to, although still few people did exit scams and all that, it was difficult to do that. And also to sustain those like, you know, dreamy valuations like you are raising for a product which is only at a research paper stage and you're raising at a half a billion dollar valuation raising 100 million dollars for that so that's that was not possible in the like you know god god help uh, the industry like it was possibly it was not possible this time so that was the good thing like some sign of maturity <laughs> okay you know, I think, point sorry sorry if you don't sorry. jacob if you don't mind i'm clearly not aggressive enough to be on an online panel it seems um, but if you don't mind me jumping in, um, for actually one of the projects that did raise uh, money three years back, I, I think um, from our perspective, like we've been on mainnet for at least one and a half years by now, almost two. And I totally agree with what Jordi says. It's important to build stuff, put it on the mainnet with as little risk as possible, but still be willing to put it on the on the mainnet in order to 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 try and see if you can break it and take it to the next level and i think that's also what we've seen with ethereum over and over again someone breaking it starting way back with the dao and then moving forward etc this is just how we need to go in order to 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 take all of this forward i think um but the approach of building putting stuff out there i think is, is super important and i totally agree with some of these uh, there's a lot of stuff going on on twitter Etc. And it feels better to to just see projects built and uh, coming out of nowhere every now and then. Absolutely. So 
And if we focus now just finally on, because I've got another 20 minutes and you're right, the conversation's flown very quickly, so I don't want to interrupt too much. But if we look at scaling solutions now and what you think we need to see as a requirement from the industry, what kind of scaling solutions do you think we need to see? What, are, what is really required from the space to grow? Well, right now, just the scale. This is the scale itself. Um, I think that if uh, blockchain is, in not, is not in the mainstream, Mainly, there are other reasons, probably, but the main reason is because it does not scale. Right now, you cannot go to buy a coffee in a restaurant because it's too expensive to make a transaction or it's too centralized uh, 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 on there. So, unless we solve, unless we solve the scalability, you know, this this goes nowhere. Well, it goes maybe with a set of friends, but it it, 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 it does not go to the mainstreaming. It does not go to the cons uh, it does not go to the customer. It does it does not it, it will not fulfill the promise that we have with with uh, with with the blockchain. So that's why it's so important to 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 scale it and 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 that's why so many people is 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 working is try, is trying that because at the end it's bringing the blockchain technology to the to the to the to the people in some ways the promise that we have we had maybe in 2016 2017 uh, maybe now we start to see the light we are still far we are still far away but uh, I would say that in the upcoming months maybe years we will start uh, users um, consumers start using crypto. In a in 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 a scale in a in a massive in a in a, in a massive way. Yeah, um, and for me, and this one, I, I agree with uh, with Jordi. I think if you asked me five years ago, I would have thought that by now, the world would basically be run. Or actually, back then, I thought that the world now would run almost on blockchain chains entirely. So everything we built, uh, like we 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 focused on Raiden, which is a purely payment solution through payment channels. Um, and where we are at now is that we have this final, or it's not final, but we have a solution on mainnet that works and can be used for payments, but there's not a big need right now for crypto payments. Like the most of crypto as it's used right now, especially in Ethereum is for uh, DeFi, which most of the time is uh, also contract interactions, but like day-to-day -day payments where I go to, buy a coffee, as Jordi suggested, you don't see that a lot. Whereas like we have a solution that's ready for it, but people are not ready to adopt it. So it's a two-edged uh, problem yeah. as, as we see it at least. Yeah, that's a very nice take. I mean, uh, Jacob, on that because you know, like uh, I would, I I agree with jo Jordi that you know the, the the those number of users need to come into the this thing. Like we need to take it to the this thing, uh, like these number of users. But I think the technology, like you know, uh, like Jacob is mentioning about Raiden network. Uh, I, I mean, on Ethereum ecosystem itself, I'm saying that on the layer two, let's say Atmatic also we have we have now uh, uh, you know a, a highly decentralized uh, you know. EDM chain where you can do payments, smart contracts, whatever, with with decentralization. One important part I wanted to mention also is that you know scaling is very important, but then you know that also needs to kind of uh, uh, you know kind of preserve uh, like when we when we scale when we have a scaling solution and uh, like coming to the main question of uh, of uh, Jessica also that what kind of layer two solution should be there. So it's whatever layer two solution is there, it should also be able to preserve decentralization, censorship resistance, right? 
and trustlessness of the of the system right so i mean it's very easy to build like you know we have a lot of like programmers and researchers here like you would agree that it's very easy to build like five or six proof of authority system and then you know with five or six validators build a bridge and then you know uh, you have a solution ready and you know now you you can use it it works absolutely fine scales and everything but then does that preserve the basic tenets of this whole you know revolution why we came here right so but then uh, you know coming to that what jody was saying i think the technology is available today like as jacob is saying on raiden network probably you can do like millions of transactions if you wanted to do on payment similarly on matic network also like today you have like 7200 tps we have tested with tested it with 120 public validators right and you can do smart contracts uh, various kind of different kind of things build defi uh, you have defi solutions like you know like three weeks back we we had a defi solution launch on matic and it, it like in few hours it had like 30 35 million dollars in tbl and things like that so definitely the technology for the next stage i would not say like you know i agree that what jordi is trying to say is that you know to go to the mass user i would say that that will not happen in one step it will be always like you know some stages of growth then plateau then growth so i think the next stage of growth for getting the getting the next uh, i think uh, you know 1 million users into the process i think like overall i'm not saying 1 million user per app i'm saying overall like 1 million daily active users on various dapps and all that for payments and all that i think for that we have some level of technology available it just needs to be tested at that scale so i think for that level of uh, there is technology available i think i would say so i will i will make a quick statement about what you just said sandeep um yeah. and this is something that we have uh, at nami we have compromised deliberately and is yeah. that uh, we are not censorship resistant and and if you if you pay attention to the title of the of the presentation about you know being if defi is ever going to become mainstream the only way it will become mainstream is if a public financial company can can actually build a solution a defi solution on top of a blockchain and to do that they will need to be able to kyc ml and apply some really basic rules to to the customers otherwise it's never going to be mainstream so um again when it comes down to when it comes down to scalability we 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 have carefully thought through those unique selling points that a layer 2 must have and yet we did plenty of 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 research on the solution i am not saying that we don't need to do research in this space this space is utterly complex but yeah. um but yeah the most important is to build something ship it early and make sure that uh, obtains a market fit and equally important that that you know is also very interesting what is the business model of these layer 2 solutions yeah. uh, um absolutely. that is all that also yeah. be thought about yeah absolutely i i completely agree and you know recently i was talking with someone and you know one thing that was very clear and i think like you know i i i should have been more you know like kind of more elaborate on my idea like the like there is no solution like one solution fits all for all the approaches right so i mean you will need these uh, you know like experimentation like you said that you guys thought that okay they will need kyc aml and all that so they will they might not uh you know there might be this solution might not be censorship resistant but that it then it preserves the trustless and you know kind of decentralized execution of code and that is perfectly fine right i don't know we need to see that for product market fit like once it goes into the market you know then only we get to know and then definitely this is like uh, this could be a very good solution for large enterprises and that will bring in like millions and millions of users so but but you know again coming back to all the things like all of these are like experiments and you know product market fit will will be only known when the product goes to market 
and that's why like you know more and more shipping should be there yeah yeah, yeah let, let me just uh say that uh censorship resistant uh, should be decided by the user not by the system so hmm. i i want a system where uh you choose what censorship resistant you want so if i'm a company and i want to run a system where uh, i want some sort of protection so so you know with just uh, uh maybe just uh, going back you program those rules and and you choose to go to those rules and and that's great and that's fine but this is something that should be programmable in some way so each user has their own needs and uh, this should be choose by the you know by the users of the of the network not by the uh by the under underneath technology that's uh behind the underneath technology should should be uh more neutral so it should be something that you just built on 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 top i know that's uh you know it's another debate eh? but that's uh no, no, that's I mean, my, my vision there the answer is simple so the technology is built there is built has been in mainnet for 23 months it comes down to if a bank wants to build on top of it then the bank can apply those business rules and and that is the only way that any blockchain solution will ever become mainstream and, and i think again, you make it very philosophical now like really I, I mean to some extent from from my perspective this like having permissionless systems is a very important move in the direction that is one of the reasons why i got into blockchain because i'm i'm I see it as this technology that we can use to to change the world of the financial system, the way that the financial systems work now. And if we're not willing to at least jump on board with some of these experiments, we'll never find out if it will work or not. So, I mean, you have probably a bit more of a realistic view, but I think we have to be willing to to try these experiments to see if we can make the financial world a better world. Um, and that's where I truly believe that we have to go for trust, like for, for permissionless, trustless, decentralized solutions as much as we can. And I can see your point as well, but it gets a bit philosophical here, I think. So, Jacob, I, I, I concur with everything you have said. And, and, and uh, by no means I'm trying to, to open up a philosophical debate. You have touched upon a few interesting points. One of them is that, for example, our, our solution is, is, uh, is trustless. So uh, yes, we we have we have made some compromises, which we call um, yeah pragmatic points we have made. So uh, you have touched upon another one, which is decentralization, and and that is definitely the most philosophical of all points, right? So whoever wants to say that, for example, Ethereum is fully decentralized, well, you still have a, a bunch of guys that will favor always the specific projects because. They made them extra rich right during an ico and they have been supporting them publicly and now they're embedding parts of their code into the base layer so is decentralized well just you know let's not get into that so what we have done is build a solution that yes today runs on a, on a center node we have a clear path towards that kind of decentralization the governance is definitely going to be decentralized however if you want to use it for a d5 with no kyc ml be my guest you can do it um, but if you're a bank and you would like to do something more following the existing regulations, then, then you can do it. Because whoever thinks that regulation is going to change because a blockchain developer came up with this really cool concept, then that guy needs to get a reality check. 
Well, uh, just a final point there, just because I know this conversation could bounce back and forward for, for quite a while, and I really value everyone's insights. I do want to quickly go back to the title just before we round off. So it is recalling the next DeFi wave we have seen, kind of the 2020 boom in this, this industry that we have recorded. The next wave, what kind of scale and solution do you think will support the wave if it's going to come? And when do you think it will come into play? And I'd like each of you to, to answer your, your thoughts. Like I can start, I'm very biased here. I'm, you know, I'm just working in a roll-up solution. So uh, personally, I think this is the way to go, at least right now with the technology that we know, and this is the, 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 the right path to go. But again, I'm, I do not have a crystal ball. I do not know what will happen. And maybe, you know, maybe appears other technology that uh, looks superior. So that's, that's great. You know, that's, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's the space. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, from my end, like, uh, you know, what we, uh, what I feel is that, you know, those technologies are going to, you know, be helpful. Uh, one, which are like developer friendly, because, you know, there are a lot of uh, Ethereum developers, like 95, 90 to 95% of all the, you know, blockchain developers feels like, you know, everyone develops on, like I'm talking about the application level developers, not the protocol ones. They are all mostly Ethereum developers. So, you know, the kind of technology uh, or kind of layer two solutions, which, uh, you know, are easy for them to use. Uh, and, you know, that will that will get uh, a good amount of, that can get some good amount of adoption. And, you know, of course, like we also mentioned that the developer tooling and the maturity of Ethereum is, is like really, really uh, important. And due to that, only Ethereum is able to have these network effects. And for any other blockchain, any other new blockchain, like there is no easy path. They have to go inorganically. Ethereum has been attacked. Wallets have been attacked. And, you know, the, more than people have lost more than around billion dollars in just, you know, using these hacks. I think one of the single hack only had like 350, like that, uh, not hack, like the the, the, the multi-sig wallet, parity multi-sig wallet, uh, you know, bombing. So basically, so, I mean, there is no inorganic path to that. In fact, like the developer documentation, for example, right? There is no, like, no matter how much dollars you have, like even if EOS had $4 billion, you can't have that in a short amount of time. That takes time and, you know, regress a development by the developers. So any layer to solution which has, like, you know, which kind of is able to piggyback on all of these things, like the network effects, the developer network effects of the Ethereum tooling and all that, uh, you know, would, would make more sense. And I think we, like, uh, I can say, say from my experience with Matic, we are experiencing a huge amount of adoption, like, you know, already in three months of uh, launch, like 50 plus applications on Matic and things like that. So, and, you know, 50, 20 to 20 to 40,000 transactions every day. The reason is that, you know, developers find it easier to build on. And plus, you know, all these, uh, you know, securities and all that stuff that we build, like, you know, be it rollups, be it, you know, state channels or like the plasma-like solutions that we have built, all these, you know, kind of security and uh, the high-tech parameters should be abstracted away from the developers and developers should have like freedom to develop and ease of development. That 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 system will will get a lot of adoption. And uh, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's my opinion. Um. I'll go next. Okay, I think um, yeah, I think it depends a lot on, on on the specific use cases. Like what we've seen now, if we look at the current like DeFi wave, uh, it would definitely be solutions like uh, rollups that allow for smart contract logic. I think, but at the same time, there are also 
more specialized solutions like what we do with with, with payment channels, etc. And I think it depends a lot on what the trend will be for the next DeFi wave or whatever. Like it's it's also a bit of a weird word to say a DeFi wave in my mind. But if the if the, if the next DeFi wave will be uh, pure ERC twenty token transfers, then something like Raiden is very good off. But if it's pure uh, yield farming, like it's uh, it's 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 just been now, then something that can represent smart contract lo the logic will be the the solution but ideally i see a mix like there will be specialized solutions for specialized cases um so that that's what i think i think we will see and hopefully a broad a variety of, of solutions fantastic and finally we've got jacobo what's that your thoughts so, so my thoughts are really two. One of them is that um, maybe we shouldn't be talking about the future. We should be talking because the future is here today, right? So, so we're facing this phenomenal market, and and Ethereum once again is not ready. So, what we should be focusing on is is getting our products out and letting developers build on top of them right now. Now, we talk about, or if you want me to to answer about the future, I would I would like to hope that the future will be based on what the customer wants and that's the only way you can build software you build what people want again you cannot build on a vacuum you need to build early or build quick and ship early get feedback and then have your product ready so um, otherwise we'll always play in catch-up game right so what i would like to see is more people building solutions having more competitive tsunami having you know a healthy ecosystem whereby bob alice and carol can easily pick up your SDK and get on cranking and, and, and building the next product that will bring a million uses to the to the blockchain, not 38,000 bloody wallets per month. And that's actually a very nice end to the discussion and a, and a final call to action. But just finally there, you did mention throughout this conversation that uh, you kind of, you've been doing some research yourself and looking into this. So if you look at what the customer really wants and you mentioned some, some call to action research there, has there been any findings that you're able to share with our viewers today that maybe will inspire some of the developers and organizations that, that are watching and that are in this industry? Well, we do study what is out there every day or every week at least. And, and, and um, Probably what has caught our attention the most these last few months is rollups, right? So, um, so for I don't know, maybe I've got the opportunity to, to debunk a little bit what rollups are. But what rollups do is just they take a bunch of transactions and bundle them, and then they put them into an Ethereum block, right? So that's what they say they can scale to two thousand or three thousand transactions per second. Now that is all fine and true. But has got a few bullet points that, or a few you know, uh, items that ought to be explained. That is, if you get the entire bloody Ethereum block and you fill it up only with roll-up transactions, which first of all is never going to happen. Second, that is also true, but only for the simple transactions, which are payments. The moment you want to have more complex transactions, then it will take more more space. Therefore, you will not be able to bundle those two thousand transactions in a block, right? So. Um, I really don't understand how much of all this research that is being done by, by these super intelligent people, but uh, they seem to be missing the point that rollups is just not the solution. It doesn't really matter who says that, it's just not the solution. Uh, can I just say something here? Is uh, The trick here is that in a block, 
you can put as many transactions as you want, at least theoretically. You can put one million transactions in a block, but you need you need that availability. And for yeah. that availability, the here is worth Ethereum 2.0 comes. Yeah, yeah, but, but, yeah, but Jordi, using that statement, we could go to the other fucking end of the universe in a, in a nanosecond. We just need our bodies that can support the speed at which we're going to travel. So, you know, that is a disconnect in there. Yeah? yeah, but the limit is not the layer one. So that's that's the point. So of, there, are a lot of, there are a lot of limits that, uh, you know, you need to build the systems and, and that's a thing. But the trick is that the, the technology, so the limits are computational limits of how many transactions you can put in a in a single block. So in a single transaction, in a single uh, proof, you can put as many as you want theoretically. There are some limits, but they are not the layer one. There are others uh, on there. Mm, uh, we'll see. <laughs> that's that's the only thing I can say. <laughs> if you if you have a new developer or a new user coming into the DeFi ecosystem, I would say just uh, you yeah, subscribe to the Ryan Sean Adams Bankless, uh, you know, uh, Bankless Substack. Like you know, he he often has a weekly newsletter where you can you know kind of learn and more and more about DeFi. Go to his previous post also, phenomenal post. I think apart from that, I would say that, uh, you know, Paradigm and Dragonfly guys put out a lot of good stuff on DeFi. So you can uh, go to that also. And then, you know, if you are if you are a user, you can start with, uh, you know, videos of DeFi Dad, right? DeFi Dad is, is like really cool. He makes very simple videos for, uh, you know, early users. So if you are a user, like new user into DeFi, go to DeFi Dad and, uh, you know, uh, see his YouTube videos. I think that would be helpful for you guys. Fantastic. That's a really nice end to the discussion. Gentlemen, thank you so much. I'm sorry that we did have to, to cut it short because it feels like it could have gone on the conversation for a lot longer. Thank you all for your insights. I'm sure our viewers learned a lot. It was a great discussion. And I'd love to do a follow-up with uh, you all sometime soon and see how the industry is, is faring out. But thank you all so much for your time today. I'm sure we'll be in touch very soon. Thank you, guys. Thank, thank you. you. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Blockdown podcast. To connect with us on social media, buy tickets for the next Blockdown event, or find out more about EAK Digital, head to the show notes for further information and links to everything. See you next week.